We finally arrived after 40 years in the wilderness. If you only knew how true that was. Silence your phones, please. This is about them, not about you. Thank you, Father, for giving everyone a bigger cross. Hey, a greater glory. Not about what the glory can do for you, but how much you can die and do for it. Any goats in the house? 50%. That's wonderful. Praise the Lord. Biblical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love your throne. Lamb who was slain. Give us a fresh crown of thorns through every brain. Amen. You know, you can go anti-Christ at any point in your walk with God. When you go anti-crucifixion of your soul. And then the demons got your feelings and emotions on a meat hook. He can do anything he wants with you. Because you're no longer a disciple of the cross. Ouch. It's only happened to you 25,000 times. I don't know why you're surprised this season. As if God's ways were something new. <laughs> no, just dealing with our old darkness. With love. What is our old darkness? Our serpent nature, our serpent blood, the two seeds of Calvary. The blood of good and the blood of evil. That blood was spilt too, wasn't it? Thank God. Aren't you glad those thieves died? We don't celebrate the death of the thieves enough because we don't have very much revelation. I'm so thankful those two thieves died with Christ. Lest the curse of the fall, Janice and John Braves remain forever. <laughs> That's when he started to get drunk. It's like, my good thief nature is getting eaten by the cross and my bad thief nature the shameful stuff that I don't tell anyone about and just hold in my heart in secret the places where I hide getting eaten by the cross equally to the good parts of you I really enjoy eating the good parts more than the bad because they're at least two times more deceiving father eat our good blood and eat our good religion, eat our good doctrines and good theology, eat our good experiences, eat our good relationships. Good is twice as demonic than evil. That's why Jesus' disciples were prostitutes and tax collectors, because the more evil people were in church. 
Do you understand that? The much, much more evil people were not the prostitutes, the drunks, the gluttons. No, those people became disciples quite easily. The ones that didn't were the ones who were good going to temple. That's the maximum Luciferian evil is Christians who go to church. Truth anyhow. Lost a person there. You can see the schism right in the matrix of his brain. Like, <laughs> the numbers just warped. Like, might have died on his computer. We pulled the cable out of his brain stem too fast. There was a depolarization of the tub of goo, an influx into his brain, and he overdosed on truth and died. Oh, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Keep looking at that serpent on the brass pole there. Lifting up the serpent. Remember, anyone that looked on it got healed. You need healing. Look at the snake. Don't look at some fake Jesus, some goody-two-shoe, church clap, garbage. Don't look at that false religion. Don't look at the angels of light. Look at the serpent, the Bible says. Look at the serpent. I don't want to. I want to look at some praisey worship music and feel happy clappy about myself. Well, you're going to live a Laodicean life, you hypocrite. And that's your problem. <laughs> Glory. That was just our introduction. Welcome, guys. It's good to be back. Had a wonderful Sabbath. Most rest, restful day of my entire life yesterday. Man, I was having so much strange fire uh, in my ministry the past years. Working way too hard and resting way too little. God's really just fixing that. People are so dependent on my continuous works that they don't even become dependent on the works of the cross. And just become blood-sucking vampires everywhere. So it's good to cut that off and just scrape the leeches off. It's like, man, produce your own blood. Bring me some wine for a change. Why am I the only one ministering wine? I know I'm not, but there, it's definitely disproportional, <laughs> especially in our community. <clears throat> Hallelujah. That has to change, and we have to grow up. God challenges you in fruit-bearing. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm just speaking at the demons that are attacking my air right now. <clears throat> hey, man, this fun stuff. I love wrestling serpents in the dirt. I don't mind Greek wrestling. I've been doing it my whole life. I made my dad piss blood more than he made me piss blood. Fighting. Marine Corps close-hand combat as a child. And I thought that's how I won my childhood. That's how I categorized victory in my childhood when I was 18, that I made my dad piss blood more times than he made me piss blood from beating the hell out of each other. You know, and we'd laugh about it afterwards. That was just our culture, guys. I love it. I love the fight. 
the thrill of the fight. It is so fun. You can do it with a good attitude, not get bitter about it. No, I don't. I know there's a lot of dysfunction in military families and that sort of thing, but it was good for me. Without it, there is no way I'd have the discipline to make it in life. It taught me how to make my bed at six years old, how to clean my room, how to eat, how to do every practical thing. So by the time I'm 13, I was pretty much self-sustainable. Ran away from home, living on my own. Had more experience than most adults at 13 because of how intense my drill sergeant, Vietnam veteran, Marine Corps father was. It was the toughest love you could ever imagine. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. Other kids had it so easy and I'd squirm and whine and complain and it's not fair. Ah, I'm thankful now. Look at those kids. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Just completely ruined. They have no discipline. They can't handle the punishment of sin. That's the overall lesson I've learned from the severity of the United States Marine Corps through my dad. And it stopped just a couple years ago because he was still a drill sergeant till the time he passed away in August of 2019. <laughs> the main lesson I learned is the discipline and the severity is for your survival in combat. And it is life and death. And you have real enemies. <laughs> and the more you've been trained, the better you'll do under pressure. That's why you see thousands of flakes come and go and they do terrible under pressure. There's no discipline. That discipline will save your life on every level of your life. It's not about being hard on yourself. It's about being disciplined. A disciple means one who is so intensely disciplined that their blood is very much the blood of Jesus and under any kind of pressure. Look at the apostles, right? They were so disciplined that when they're getting beaten by the priests in the temple, joy is coming out. If someone were to beat you up right now, would joy come out? Are you biblical Christians? Hello? It's real. Someone were to take a stick and start slapping you in the face, poking your eyes out, stabbing you in the ear, stabbing you in the guts, would you start laughing or would you start crying, crying and screaming? Whoa, let's get real. The Bible says that they rejoiced that they suffered for the Messiah, meaning they are in joy. Paul and Silas are in prison. It's not a nice place. It would be the sewers. It would have been an open sewage environment. So let's have your worship ceremonies in the open sewer of Paul and Silas. Open sewer worship in the jail cell of Greece. Just to be biblical. And the worst smells you could ever imagine. And they're rejoicing in the midst of the most horrible external environments. And it's because of the reaction of the heart of the blood of Jesus to the worst circumstances that causes the glory and the power of God to be released. If you can get better and not bitter through life's challenges, you'll grow in the anointing. If you are not continuously attacked, you don't even have the opportunity to grow in the anointing. You understand that? Fallen angels only oppose one substance on this earth. And it's not you. They don't care about you. 
It's all about Jesus. They only care about Jesus and his power. Fallen angels don't care about your name. They don't care about how much time you have in the Bible. They don't care about how much you've gone to Bible college or your experience in missions. A fallen angel is never going to ask how much you gave to God. They don't care about anything about how, except how much of the power of the Lord Jesus is working in your actual blood. That's the test. Satan's coming. Oh, fun. But he has nothing in my blood. I am so set apart. The spotless lamb. So when Satan comes, and he always does, hundreds and hundreds of times, that's called the wilderness testing that almost none of you are out of, even close. Are you going to pass your test and use it as a pressure to go into the blood of Jesus? Or are you going to let these tests destroy your life? How many Christians have been destroyed after being born again? Over 99%. How many Christians have ever tasted the promised land of the hundredfold glory? I mean, who lives in mountain of transfiguration glory all the time? Be lucky to find 10 Christians in the last 2,000 years. 10. It's less than one in a million. If we have a promised land here today, I tell you what, it is unknown to the Christians what it even is. Most Christianity is about applying the glory or the knowledge or rules and regulations to your flesh. Here's some revelation for your brain. Oh, now it's about revelation. No, it's many different things. It's called the piercings, plural, of Christ and not just one. Piercings. It's not just one thing that gets you all the way into heaven. Many, many multiple things that the Holy Spirit and the angels will begin doing in your life to raise you from the dead. If your brain clings to this one pattern and worship worked, yeah, it'll work. It's just one of many things. Bob Jones called it a three-ring circus. Praise, preaching, and prophecy. That's really good. I like that because it's not just one ring. You might be good in prophecy, but you have praise. You might be good in preaching, but you have prophecy. You need all the rings working. You need all the piercings of Christ working, not just the head, also the heart, also the womb. Remember, the spear went into the womb of Jesus. What a weird place, huh? Stabbed him in the womb. Freak. In the belly, out of his side, right through his belly. Oh, Jesus. Has your womb been crucified with Christ? Are you still birthing adders? Most of you, it's total mixture. Have your feet been crucified with Christ? <laughs> How are the nails? How fresh are the nails? How long are the nails? The Bible says iron sharpens iron as a friend sharpens a friend. Are you sharpening your friend's nails? Or are you just painting your nails? I mean, really? Are you sharpening nails or painting nails? What are we doing? Are we disciples of Calvary or just some patty cake club of nonsense? Are you going to make it in the coming days when the severity of the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty is poured out by the champions of his marriage carriage? Or will you die like those who died in the wilderness? That's what's at stake right now, guys. You will not make it under the coming pressure. Many people are failing even in Red Letter Ministries in this pressure. Your response to the blood press of your blood becoming his blood determines if you live or you die. 
And I tell you what, Joshua and Caleb were amped to go into the promised land. Angel of the Lord still met with them. Are you for me or against me? Neither. Basically, he's like, screw you, Joshua. Whoa. You have all these ideas of how you're going to take the promised land. The angel's right there to slap you in the face. And he did. It's like, this ain't your show, Joshua. I know you're pissed off. Had to waste 40 years in the wilderness for the unbelievers that are all dead now. But you need to go in with a better attitude. <laughs> Amen. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Amen. Because this is God's show and not yours. And he can only use you to the amount you've been slapped into submission to Jesus Christ. What do you think the cat of nine tails is? Slapped into submission. You say, oh, it's a love slap. Yeah. I tell you what. The word disciplines those he loves in Hebrews 13 says in Greek, scourges. Now, most of you weren't even that hard on your children, let alone your disciples, if you even have any. So how can you allow scourging? <laughs> we know because we're not good parents like God the Father. We're not. We don't know how to father. We don't know how to mother. Only God does. We're so far from original design, we're lucky to even be breathing right now. And that's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Put things into perspective. Get accurate. Scourges. Now that sounds like beat yourself up Christianity. Not if you understand Calvary. Not if you understand the Holy Spirit glorifying the Lamb on the throne that was slain standing. If you don't have revelation of Calvary, if you don't have intoxication or the cup of Calvary, you can have all kinds of your own opinions in your brain leading you astray every time you hear the gospel. <laughs> and that's what you're tempted by the evil one. To not believe the word being spoken from his blood today. The blood speaks a better word. Who listens? Very few. You're having a hard time listening even tonight. Zoning out. Tuning out. Turning off. Can't listen anymore. Why? Because your reptilian brain is dying. The reptilian brain, my reptilian brain, your reptilian brain, the human brain is the head of the snake. Has it been lifted up on a pole? If Jesus took a serpent body and was the serpent lifted up in the wilderness, that anyone who looked on the serpent flesh of Jesus was healed, what will happen to your serpent flesh? I don't have serpent flesh. You most certainly do. Problem is, it's not being controlled by you, but by Satan, because you're religious and a Pharisee. Because you don't even understand the fallen condition. You don't understand the demons. You don't understand the fall. You don't understand blood. We're gaping about in darkness down here on the face of the earth. We don't even know what we are or where we are. My dad said when they got off the boat in Vietnam, they said, the common saying amongst all the 18-year-olds was, Where the fuck are we? That was the name of the place they landed. Where the fuck are we? Because <laughs> they didn't know where they were. Welcome to where the fuck are you? <laughs> Amen. What are you doing here? Flying around in the planet, 192,000 miles per hour through space. Do you even have a grid 
for what you are as a creature? I don't think you do because of the serpent blood flowing through your brain. You are cursed in darkness and bound under the law of Moses to this very moment. Only unless Jesus Christ crucified to death rises in your heart and begins to change your blood. That's the only way to come alive in this world. That's the only way to receive healing. You think, oh, now it's just about looking at Jesus. You're a false Christian. It's about becoming a company member and participant of those who carry their crosses and follow Jesus. Your Christianity doesn't have a cross in it. That's why you come around Red Letter Ministries and suck my blood every day and complain when I don't broadcast because you don't have your own blood supply because you're sucking mine. It's true with about half of you listening right now. The Lord rebuke you. Grow up, mature. It's time to bear fruit and fruit that lasts. What's the fruit? Christ in your bloodstream. It's the wine of the promised land. If these words are not producing the same bloodstream in your heart, it's because you're not sacrificing your heart, but are depending on people that are sacrificing their hearts because you won't sacrifice yours. That's what goats and tares and foolish virgins are. You have to cut them off from amongst you. Why? Because they're leeches and vampires. You're doing them a disservice by being nice to them. True love scourges. True love disciplines and chastises. Otherwise, the human nature is to be lazy continuously and not bear your own fruit in your own heart, but depend on someone else's. But we're all dependent on someone. That's what maturing is, is growing off of the codependency of others and becoming a provider, becoming Jehovah Jireh. Is it about money only? Mostly. Mostly. You don't really talk about that because just brush that one under the carpet because money is evil and sell your perfume that's worth $400 for $5 each because I'm full of the poverty Satan. And these people are sick. Sick. And there is a cure being hung up on a pole and crucified to death, put the serpent to death. Mm, oh, you can just feel that. Tough love. Wow, God loves me so much that it'll change me in the areas where I'm completely and totally broken, losing, failing, weak, miserable, and defeated, and not just focus on my couple areas that I have victory, Listen, as soon as you get some good fruit in one area of the garden, the Father immediately is moving into other areas. He'll come back to that area and snip, snip, so you can have more vegetation. He's a perfect gardener. The Father is so amazing in how he prunes the branches. <laughs> Jesus came to the fig tree. He's like, no fruit? I gave you three years to bear fruit, Judas. Three years to stop using the scriptures against the Holy Spirit, Judas, and you still refuse. He had chosen his father. Do you realize that's how long it takes to fully choose one father or another in the blood glory? You guys are just tasting it for the first time, so don't even apply that to yourselves now. This is trailblazing, forerunning, pioneering work. 
makes people's minds go wild. Like, where am I? Who am I? Am I wrong? Am I going to die? All of them. <laughs> where the fuck are we? <laughs> Here's your M16 to shoot at anything that moves. We'll see you in a body bag in two weeks. Good thing God raises the dead, amen? Wonderful. I live in a body bag like Count Dracula in a coffin. Oh, wait, that's what Paul says. I die daily. So Paul is Vladimir the Impaler. The true kingdom of heaven is Transylvania. And we impale our enemies on poles, which is called loving our enemies as ourselves since we carry our cross and follow him and have been continuously impaled through all our flesh constantly. They don't want this kind of love, though, do they? No, they like fake love. They love the false love that doesn't touch the wickedness in their lust-filled evil, backbiting, gossiping, and betraying hearts. If it weren't true, I'd tell you otherwise, but there's nothing good in the human heart. You are a snake, and so am I. Was Jesus a snake? No, Jesus was the angel of the Lord that took on a snake body. Where's that written? Moses lifting up the serpent in the garden? Um, Isaiah 14, 29, Don't rejoice, Philistines, which represent demons, for out of Judah will come a fire-breathing serpent. The serpent of Judah? What is the serpent of Judah? Isaiah 14, 29, have you read that verse? They don't teach you that one in Sunday school. Oh, God's a serpent. Wow. Seraphim means serpent. Wow. So you actually have serpent blood and serpent flesh. Did you know that? What are you doing with it? Crucifying it, and it gets glorified. Adam and Eve had serpent DNA. Is this kundalini? Is this some kind of devilry? Um, when they came out of the glory cloud, were they not serpent only? When they were in the glory cloud, were they serpent crucified? Which was the glory? Was it flesh and glory, fullness of God and man both in the glory cloud before the fall? Hello? Didn't Adam and Eve have the same bodies in the glory cloud as they did after the glory cloud? Well, what changed? The flesh was there before and after. The serpent was there before and after. The serpent is Satan who speaks without the glory of the Father and pulled him out of the glory of the Father and limited him to their flesh nature only. And we've been snakes crawling around in dust for 6,000 years. Welcome to the curse of the fall 101 basics. Now, your serpent nature ain't going away, but it'll be lifted up on the cross today. And that's how you walk in the great glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awfully silent in here. I thought I was getting away from the snake. Nope. The knowledge of good that tries to get you away from the snake is religion. And so you don't even know what you are and you're practicing fantasy delusion. You're totally, completely deceived about everything you think you know is good. That's what the fallen angels do to cling and retain control of your flesh, your serpent flesh, by a lack of the cross of Calvary. <laughs> so is our flesh being used for devils? 
Yes, all of ours is, to different measures. Anyone that says their flesh is not being used for devils is a total liar. <laughs> the issue is, are you recognizing it progressively and bringing it to the cross to die with him as the Holy Spirit reveals your sin, righteousness, and coming judgment? It's not all at once. Rome wasn't built in a day. Come on. Mount Zion wasn't built in a day. This is everyone rising in their own personal crosses, which are the branches of the tree of his blood, which is life. Are you not wild branches that have been engrafted into the cross? See, what makes the cross the tree of life is the blood of Jesus still flowing from it right now. If you are not engrafted as wood into wood, you are still serpents and godless and pagans. One of the greatest deceptions of the entire world is pagan Christianity practiced in every charismatic church in the world. What's it also called? God outside minded bewitchment. Is your God out there in space flying around Pluto or something? Raise your hands to God. Where is he out there? Maybe he's in Saturn. Where did he go? Maybe he's visiting the moon or the sun. Oh, wait. Colossians 1.27. Christ in you. The hope that you come out of paganism, which is bewitchment, and realize the glory. How much of your Christianity is total paganism? If you're honest with yourself, 100%. 100%. Nothing's redeemable of anything you've ever known coming out of Masonic Freemason Christianity in the USA. It's all Jezebel's church. And you think, oh, I'm in a house church now. I've really arrived. No. You're probably twice as prideful as you were when you were in the charismatic church. Now you think you're better than them. All that matters is the cross. I'll take this cross into the synagogue of Satan. I'll take it into the Freemason Lodge. I'll take this cross into Washington, D.C. It's the cross in me. It's the cross in you that makes us members of the church born of the firstborn in heaven. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you can tell the blood's getting me. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> Truth, anyhow. Hopefully this is cutting some of your hearts and you're softening your hearts knowing how much I love you and not just attacking you. I mean, with love, which is real love and not just being nice to your demons. Like false love. Phileo love is petting people's hair, petting them and their problems and, and trying to comfort their problems. That ain't love. Love is crucifying their problems. Crucifying your witchcraft feelings and your witchcraft rebellious emotions, crucifying the feelings and emotions of your heart is the only way you'll ever feel one drop of true divine agape love. If your feelings and emotions are not crucified, I mean, I'm talking impaled with a big wooden stake through your heart, your feelings and emotions will lead you astray all the days of your life. You'll be manipulated by externalism. And it'll always be something. It'll be a spouse, it'll be a sibling, it'll be an event, it'll be World War Three. it'll be something stupid, insignificant, small like World War Three. It'll be just be like absolute nonsense of, you know, vaccines and 5G and viruses. It'll be something so minuscule and stupid on a planet controlled by stupid angels that it'll just distract you your whole life instead of actually growing in the cross of eternal life.
Are you distracted right now? Where are your feelings and emotions giving their blood to? What altar are you connected to tonight? Wow. Jesus! You're a freaking liar. You're a freaking liar. If we're honest with ourselves, we come in the humility and be like, I'm barely even saved. I didn't even know what Christianity was until I came into the blood glory. Are you the only one that's right, Brandy? They, the demons say that all the time. I'll, be, I'll tell you the truth. The lamb on the throne that was slain to death is the only one that's right. And if you die with him, I guarantee you will agree with me. This is a majority of one. Christ crucified to death. A majority of one. That's called divine government, the monarchy of Jesus. Now, you want to vote? You want to be a participant of the heavenly Sanhedrin tonight? Only possible if you die on the cross. And the cross of death is your elevator into government. There's no other way. No one comes through the Father except through the Sheep Gate. What's the Sheep Gate? That's where they go to kill the sheep, guys. That's where it's, now it's your time to die. Woo! They're all, yeah! Meat is back on the table, boys. Sheep to the slaughter. Open the Sheep Gate. So Jesus is the Sheep Gate, or the slaughter to the Father. Oh, so scary. The only part in you that would be scared of it is your demons, your lust, your sin, your pride, your wicked emotions, and all the cables and cords that connect you to the hundred million different altars of demons in hell that you've been serving in your bloodlines for 6,000 years. That's the only thing scared is Satan in you. Fear is a spirit from hell. If you are afraid to die with Christ, it's because the spirit of Satan and the spirit of hell are in your souls. And it's not just one. It's like, how many? I mean, there's two demons under every rock. What's the rock? Cleansing your evil hearts. <laughs> Truth anyhow. These are all the things that were applied to me to be constant in the glory to be a constant anchor in the glory of God the Father and the Lamb. There's not one thing. In fact, it is a thousand times more severe how the Father has treated me in these realms. But I don't think I'd have anyone at RLM anymore if I brought that upon you. I don't think I'd have a community. I don't think I'd have a single viewer. If I was in the same intensity that God has been towards me my whole life in love, that I can handle because I know love. <laughs> I know Marine Corps Vietnam level love and how to win and be victorious and not lose and die. And it works. I've tested it a thousand times on a street level with cartels, with mafias, with murderers, killers, my whole life with gangsters, my whole life with criminals, the worst of the worst, my whole life. And I've always wondered, why do I attract such scumbags because that's what I am. I am total trash. And I'm not saying that to beat myself up. It's true. I come from absolute trash. Horrible, horrible DNA that doesn't care what anyone thinks 
And that kind of mentality of survival and victory was beat into me in order to win on a street level and survive in real life, even against weapons and against continuous death and dying all on all sides around me. 10,000 die in your right hand. Oh, we haven't had to deal with that in our white picket fence little 2.5 children community. I know you haven't. That's why you're here right now learning this. Because <laughs> you need it to become the Shulamite warlord. It's true. Big difference between active combat vet and someone that was working in the soup kitchen. Just gossiping about him on the front lines. You got both in Christianity. Most of them are just soup kitchen Christians. It's like, where, what action have you seen? Have you been in the black townships during apartheid when they're burning human bodies in tire stacks and watching flesh melt off of bones under the ground? How many brains have you seen splattered over the sidewalk from execution-style murder from crack deals gone wrong? I mean, what kind of fantasy realm of safety has Satan secured you in so that you don't have a warrior's mentality of the Lion of the tribe of Judah? That's the question. Why are you not the Shulamite warlord? What complacent satisfaction, what false phileo, fake emotional love of Satan and Lucifer has deceived you to not become dread champions of death? Not life, of death, of the cross. What has been wasting your life? You'd be surprised. Myriads of demons. Myriads. These are the ones that keep you delusional, fake, false, external. People want to turn this off and he's just beating us up because we haven't had active fire and we haven't been missionaries. You're going to all be missionaries before this is over. Every one of you be tested on a straight level. You must become the Shulamite warlord, and it's not going to be the devil doing it. It's not going to be microchips and guillotines. It's going to be your father in heaven that you don't know at all to train you how to be like his son and a bride equally yoked to Jesus Christ with spiritual ability. He's not marrying a child bride. He's not a pedophile like Biden. Truth in here. He's not a pedophile like Joe Biden. He's not marrying a child bride. He's marrying a warlord. A warlord. A Shulamite warlord with boots of burnished bronze. The sword of the spirit dripping with demon blood. Dripping with the blood of the lies of the fallen angels. She will have used her sword against all the enemy's lies in all hearts starting with her own the bride of christ it's time to mature it's time to get real it's fun anyhow everything else is fake phony and just wasting your time so instead of having pity parties in your own little dramas take up the sword and get back on the front lines and start fighting the enemies of not just your souls, but the souls of nations. This is so much bigger than us, guys. This is much bigger. This is the army of God, not the army of man. It's the army of the Lamb on the throne, which is the bride of the Lamb, the bride of the cross. 
the bride of Calvary, married to the cross, married to the spear in her womb. Have you been speared in your womb? Has your womb even been crucified with Christ? What are you birthing? Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Is your spirit birthing heaven? Or do you didn't even know that your spirit could birth? Now you do. And the spear into you will activate your womb to birth power. Oh, power beyond imagination. Power that created all the stars of the heavens, all the suns and moons and planetary systems into existence. Only in these blood realms of the death of Jesus Christ at Calvary even begins to give you a grid for divine power. You didn't know what power was in fire. You didn't know what power was in water. The water and the fire are what produce the true power of the blood of the Lamb, the power of Gethsemane, the power of Calvary, and the power of the cross produced in your own hearts in the garden of your bloodlines, dealing with the filth that your mother and father handed you and not burying it under religion, circumcising your hearts Romans 2, to become the Israel of God. That's what it says. Circumcise your hearts to become Jews. Amen. What does it mean to be a Jew? A son and daughter of God. A son and daughter of faith. A son and daughter of the angel of the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Only those with circumcised hearts in the cross of Calvary, in the Messiah, the King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, even have the divine bloodlines flowing through them. Everyone else is a total fake. You're not Jewish. What, from the scattered nations of Nimrod, you're Jewish in your 70 root nations? You're only Jewish if you're crucified with the Messiah, the creator of the first Jew, Abraham, was Jesus that met with Abraham in his tent and mutilated, mutilated his serpent DNA by his Shekinah radiation glory. And Abraham, an Arab and a moon-worshipping pagan, became the first Jew by the Shekinah glory. That same process happens in your hearts to become Jews. Otherwise, you're not even Christians at all. It's the circumcision of the heart to produce the Israelite of God. Israelite means prince with God or son of God. We're the sons of God. No, you're not. You're a brood of vipers. They've been telling me they're the sons of God for 15 years as they slander, harass, mock every mature thing from the throne of the Lamb. They hate the true word of God and they love lies. They are not the sons of God. They are not Israelites. They're fake and false and phony. They don't even have crosses. And if they do, they don't know they're the tree of life. Let people drink from the blood of your cross. Father is a wine tester. You'll know them by their fruit. Have a drink of their blood. Spiritually, discernment. Not physically. See, like angels. Remember? That's what Adam and Eve were. Luke chapter 20. They're the angel-like children of the resurrection. And they no longer practice death because they've been raised, it is written. 
They're not from below, they're from above. They're not the tail, they're the head. Wow. How do you become the head? By crucifying your serpent tail, and you got one. And the more revelation you've received, the bigger your tail is. Only false prophets have tails. The flesh is the false prophet. The flesh. At any point that you turn back, you're not worthy of me. So do prophets prophesy falsely? Most of the time. Unless their tail, which is their flesh, their serpent nature lifted up on a pole, is crucified daily, they always turn false. Benny Hinn condemned the drunken glory movement. He was exposed to us six years ago or so. I mean, this was a long time ago. You can look it up, but it happened. It was a major deal. He publicly came out and condemned the drunken glory movement, the token, the ghost, and the get drunk. His wife divorced him the next day. They were separated for six months and then she returned. There was repentance and healing and stuff. But instant judgment when he publicly condemned my movement. Can you do anything against the throne of the Lamb and survive? <laughs> I mean, you are fighting the discipline of the cross, lifting you up through crucifixion, the mountain of crucifixion, Mount Zion, higher every day into unknown realms through the death of Jesus. Are you going to resist the throne of the Lamb, the cross of His blood? Are you going to let it kill you so that you're not living as snakes apart from His cross, but snakes on the cross, which is giving your flesh nature for the service of God the Father? Have you given your flesh to the service of God or are using it for something else? That is the life and death decision on this planet. That is the reason you're here, to decide, will you live for yourself, which is the fallen angels, or will you live for the Father? Will you give your snake to the Father or will you stay down the mountain, in the dust, in your orgies of secret lust, and will you give your serpent to the demons and die and go to hell? Don't think your salvation is secured. It's not. It's not. There is no security in your salvation at all. The only security is I die daily to my serpent nature lifted up into the heavens on the mountain of crucifixion. If I ever come down, I lose my salvation. Get seven times worse. Why? Because the only part of you that is saved is the part that's crucified with Christ. Everything else is Satan in you right now. So, Calvary, the mountain of crucifixion, rises as chief of all the other mountains where there's no crucifixion in the last days. I'm just looking for crucified ones to live on the true mountain of the Lord Jesus with me. Amen. Father God, touch these hearts. Convict them deeply, Holy Spirit, of every area in their hearts, in their minds, and their bones, and their spinal cords, and their hands, and their feet, their skulls, and their entire flesh and blood nature that is not being used for your service, Heavenly Father. I ask that you would convict 
that whole area of demonic influence in their flesh and blood and it would be sacrificed by the power of the Holy Spirit animating the crucifixion of Christ in their flesh tonight to be fully saved physically in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. Partner with this ministry. Give at redlettermen.com. Check out our perfumes. You might need the fragrance of the cross. There is help along the way. We bless you. We love you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Thank you.